You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach Podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. On today's episode of Her Leadership Coach, we're going to be talking about shifting our mindsets so we stop limiting ourselves and instead allow ourselves to act from a place of empowerment. Now, if this is your first time listening to Her Leadership Coach, or if it's been a while, you might not have heard I launched the Her Leadership Way Manifesto a few months back now. It is a simple, printable guide to keep you focused on the three principles and nine shifts that form the foundation of being a leader from the inside out. Now, if you don't have your copy yet, you will find the link in today's show notes, so make sure you look out for that. Today, we're looking at the first of the three supporting shifts for the final principle, which is we give grace to ourselves and others. And the supporting shift is we need to move from limiting beliefs to empowered actions. That is what a leader on the inside does. Now, we all have limiting beliefs, those negative thoughts and beliefs that keep us stuck in a rut and prevent us from moving forward. They take many forms. Some examples, "Mm, I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. I'll never be successful. I'm too anything. I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too inexperienced. I have too much experience. I'm too quiet. I'm too loud to anything. Often our limiting beliefs are the result of past experiences, particularly things we experienced as children. However, even into our adult world, we can allow what someone else has said or done to us to affect how we see ourselves or others or the world. I was having a conversation with my husband about this very topic in a roundabout way this morning. So his teenage daughter, my stepdaughter, sent a text message to him indicating that she thought she looked weird in a photo that he'd sent to her. Uh, from last weekend where we spent the weekend together and we were in the photo as a family. Now, my husband, he loves a bit of joking around. And so his initial thought was to respond with, oh, yeah, that's what Shell said too. Uh, Which, you know, he's trying to be funny. God bless him. It's likely she would have taken it in the joking way it was meant. And yet I was talking to him about how vulnerable it can feel at that age. And I recall it even now, how words that are said in jest can cut a little deeper than the deliverer thought they might and end up inadvertently creating lasting self-doubt, especially when the deliverer is a loved one, a father, (laughs) so... I mentioned this to my husband. We often have these kind of conversations, the poor guy. And it wasn't to say he was doing it wrong. It was more sort of some self-reflection on my part. Anyway, 
With no further input from me, it led to him changing his text to let her know, and I quote, The world is lucky to have your beautiful face in it for the next at least 80 years, daughter, girl. He often calls her girl. I don't know about you, but my 15-year-old self would probably have cried to hear that from my father. Actually, I'm pretty sure my 50-year-old self would too. Anyway, all that to say, these limiting beliefs we hold often come from childhood, from off-the-cuff remarks, from things that were probably meant as a joke, and our younger selves didn't have that way of understanding the world yet. And yet here we are, decades later, still holding on to them, even if we're doing it subconsciously and we don't realize it anymore. And we're still allowing them to inadvertently affect the way we see ourselves, which affects the way we behave, which ultimately affects the results we're getting in our careers, our relationships, our entire lives. Now, as leaders, when we hold limiting beliefs, it often means we lack the confidence and resilience needed to overcome all the challenges that get thrown at us as leaders, as aspiring leaders, as career women in general. And it can stop us from achieving the goals that we're setting for ourselves. Instead, we're left with this self-doubt, this lack of belief in ourselves. And that, unfortunately, often leads to a self-fulfilling prophecy of failure. Our limiting beliefs can become a significant obstacle to progress and to ultimately having success in getting to a leadership role or within our leadership roles. Unfortunately, as leaders, these limiting beliefs can also have a really negative effect at work and sometimes they lead to creating toxic work environments. And I have been a part of some of these teams When leaders don't believe in themselves, rather than doing the work that it takes to change that belief, many of them instead try and hide it. They try and look as if they completely believe in themselves. They often come across as overconfident. They become defensive. They can become controlling and occasionally even hostile towards their team members as they're trying to limit anyone else noticing that they don't actually believe in themselves. And obviously this can create an environment of fear, it creates mistrust in the team and leads to low morale. Um, we can often look at these leaders, and I, and I used to do this, And we label them as bad people or as bullies or as, you know, just hopeless at their jobs. And not to say that that may not be true in some cases, but for the most part, what I've come to believe is that what is really at the heart of their behavior is a set of limiting beliefs and this fear of not being good enough. And so all of the behavior they're exhibiting is protecting themselves. Limiting beliefs can also cause leaders to become overly risk averse. And again, this is something I see often at work. 
And when we become overly risk averse because we think we can't do something, then we avoid taking on new challenges. We, we don't try new things. This is when we start hearing, you know, why would I do that? Don't fix what's not broke. This is the way we've always done things. It really comes from people feeling that they are not capable or skilled enough to succeed in the new thing. And they fear the embarrassment that comes with that. And so they don't even try it. Again, protecting themselves, right? And yet how many missed opportunities for growth and development can be traced back to these limiting beliefs stopping us from doing things? Now, the good news is limiting beliefs don't have to be permanent. The first step in breaking through limiting beliefs is of course you need to see them for what they are and it can be difficult it sounds like you should be able to identify them quite easily but the beliefs are so often deeply ingrained and can be really hard to identify as as a belief and we start to see them as something that is true about us so how can we find them Personally, I think the most effective way, and there's a number of different ways, and we definitely go into these in the Accelerate Your Leadership Academy, but the most effective way is by looking at your life right now and doing a bit of an assessment. Where are you feeling stuck in your life, in your career, in your relationships? Where are you feeling unsuccessful, like you're not making progress? When we're not getting the results that we want, it's often because we have a belief or two that's holding us back. And again, it might be a belief about ourselves. It might be a belief about others. It might be a belief about the world around us and how it works. Let me give you an example. Let's say you are super busy at work because isn't that what we all are? And you're not getting as much done as you'd like. You have this idea that you should probably delegate some of your all of the things you're doing to someone else in your team, whether it's, you know, whether you are a leader and you have a team to delegate to, or you have colleagues that maybe aren't as busy as you, or perhaps, you know, have more experience in the thing that you're doing, but you really struggle to delegate. Now, that might be an indication that you have a limiting belief that no one else can do the job as well as you can, or a limiting belief that it's not worth the time to teach someone else how to do it. Now, those things are beliefs, and they are limiting your progress, hence limiting belief. So if you're feeling stuck in a certain area right now, ask yourself, what belief do I have about myself? or the situation that's preventing me from moving forward. And if you're not reaching the goals that you desire, maybe ask yourself, what belief do I have that's limiting my ability to achieve my goals? So if we go back to the example of struggling to delegate tasks, ask yourself the first question, what belief do I have about myself or the situation that's preventing me from moving forward? you may just realize that you have this belief that you are the only one who can do the task correctly or that others will not do it as well as you at least. 
And if that's what you believe, it's no wonder you don't want to give someone else the work, right? Okay, so we've identified a belief. We can see it stopping us from moving forward. Now what? Glad you asked. Now we work to challenge that belief and replace it with a more empowering belief. So start by asking yourself, is this belief based on a fact or just an assumption? Is it serving you or is it holding you back? Often we hold on to beliefs that are no longer true or helpful. And it's really important to start to reframe these beliefs and replace them with more empowering ones. So in this case, you might challenge the belief that you are the only one who can do the task correctly by asking yourself, are there others who have the skills or the abilities or the passion to complete this task effectively? Or you might start to shift your focus from perfectionism to progress. You might remind yourself that actually it's okay for other people to make mistakes and learn from them, just as it's okay for us to make mistakes and learn from them. It's still going to, in the long run, reallocate some of your tasks and free up some of your time. When you see that and challenge that belief differently. You can then replace it with, for example, the empowering belief that delegating tasks to others can free up your time and allow you to focus on higher level tasks that are more critical for you to focus on as a leader, as an aspiring leader. Now, caveat, it is important to practice self-compassion as you work through your limiting beliefs. After all, this mindset shift supports the principle of giving grace to ourselves and to others. So we need to recognize that these limiting beliefs are not your fault and they don't define who you are. They are not about you, the identity. They may be about your belief. They may be about your behavior, but they don't identify you. So just in, as in that uh, example of delegating, give yourself permission to make mistakes, to learn and to grow from them. That's what being a leader, that's one of the key things that we want to do when we are being a leader. Now, another way to start to shift from limiting beliefs to empowering actions is to, well, basically take action. Often we find our fears and our doubts keep us stuck in a state of inaction. Like I said, we don't want to try new things for fear that we will come off looking stupid. We will embarrass ourselves. Um, we don't want to make a decision in case we get the decision wrong and we're not going to be successful. And so we just don't do anything. We might tell ourselves we're not ready yet or that we need more time to prepare or that we're not good enough to even try. But honestly, the quickest way to overcoming our limiting beliefs is to take action despite them, right? If you start by taking small steps towards your goal, you start to see that you can, and you start to build confidence, and then you start to build momentum, and you start to realize that our limiting beliefs are not as powerful as we once thought. 
Now, of course, taking that first step can still be scary, especially if we're not used to stepping out of our comfort zones. Uh, And I've put together a whole course on this for you if you would like a copy of the course or like to work your way through the course, I will leave the link to the Stop Waiting for Confidence course, which is about stepping out of your comfort zones, among other things. Uh, I'll leave the link to that in the show notes. This is my gift to you if you promise me that you're going to work through it. All right, that was a small transgression. Um, One way to make it easier to start with stepping out of your comfort zone is with small manageable steps. So for example, if you don't want to delegate because you think no one's going to do the task as well as I am, then start with delegating something smaller. Don't delegate the whole project. Delegate one piece of it. It might be, hey, I need you to put together a Gantt chart. I need you to put together a project plan. I need you to write this email for me. Start with less critical tasks or perhaps less time urgent tasks and then gradually work your way up to larger, more important ones as you start to see that the world isn't crumbling by someone else doing these tasks. It's going to help you build trust in your team and yourself, and it's going to help you develop your delegation skills as you start to see how much information is enough to give them and how much might be too much that you're giving them. Remember, overcoming limiting beliefs is not a one-time thing. It is an ongoing process of self-awareness, so uncovering these limiting beliefs, And then growth, taking the small steps, reframing the limiting beliefs to empowering ones, taking the action. As you work through one limiting belief, though, you may uncover others. It is a little bit of an onion. (laughs) There are layers. But you'll find with each one that you tackle, you'll become more confident that you can tackle the next one. And you become more resilient as a leader. And the good thing about being a leader, as you model this way of working, this way of finding the limiting beliefs and shifting them and taking action on them, it's really about sort of this this growth mindset almost. As you model this process for your team, you're going to create a culture full of empowerment and continuous improvement. And that's really going to benefit everyone. Limiting beliefs can and do hold us back from achieving our full potential, but they don't have to. If we find them, challenge them, reframe them in a more positive light and take action despite our fears and doubts, we can definitely break free from this hold that they can have over our entire lives. Now, the thing I know is that beliefs shape our reality. So I want you to choose to believe in yourself and choose to believe that you have the ability to overcome any challenge, any obstacle that's put in your way. If you start using an empowered action mindset and embrace this willingness to learn new things, to take new actions, to adapt, then I know you can create the life and career you want. I am living proof of this. So 
get started. Identify those limiting beliefs. Use your journal. Start catching your thinking and start taking action to overcome them. I guarantee your future self is going to thank you for it. Thanks for joining me this week. If you want to continue the conversation about shifting from limiting beliefs to empowered actions or anything to do with being a leader from the inside out, come and join us in the Women in Leadership Facebook group. You will find the link to the group in the show notes as well as the link to the manifesto and this week the link to the Stop Waiting for Confidence course. I also want to let you know, this is a bit of a new thing, but some of this podcast was created with the assistance of ChatGPT. It is a new thing out there, an, an artificial intelligence uh, language, natural language processing model. And I have started to use it to help me with some ideas, um, you know, the basis for a few of the things that I'm doing, but, or should I say, and... The ideas, examples, and language are all still mine. I rewrite almost all of it. I just occasionally ask my new little helper to reword something for me. It saves me time. It's like I'm delegating to, to a teammate. And time for me is, of course, extremely valuable as a busy entrepreneur, career woman, mother, wife, all of the things. I really encourage you as well to start looking at ChatGPT. I have recently run a workshop on ChatGPT and uh, it was amazing. Everyone is going off now and using it left, right and center, which I'm very excited about. If you want to know more about that, please reach out and I will see if I can send you the recording. If you got value out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it with others. And of course, if you've been listening to podcasts for any amount of time, you will know that rating the show and leaving a review helps others to find the show, and I really would appreciate it. Until next week, continue to lead the way, her way.